Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Raising Our Gifted Children and Building Your Business All in One. You're right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest, Lachelle um, Atkins. I've had her on here before. She's a gem. She's a, a woman I don't think that ever sleeps. Um, she's just she has 13 children that she birthed she has 15 children all together and she has eight kids that she is homeschooling while running a business while podcasting and while chasing scorpions in the kitchen so this <laughs> is you know like i'm exhausted just hearing about half of her day never mind the whole of the day how does she do it how does she raise her kids school her kids run a business do the podcast and never mind anything else like putting food on the table and everything else and how does she stay sane? Because an awful lot of people right now during this whole COVID thing have chosen to educate their kids at home. And how do you run a business? How do you, we're going to go into another lockdown, folks. It's definitely coming. So how do you balance all of this? And uh, I don't know, what she does do is a great deal of humor. She keeps it light. And we're going to be laughing a lot through this show. Just laugh along with us, right, Lachelle? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I just first can't say enough about you. And I am so grateful to have you in my life. And you uh, have definitely, um, you know, you were one of the first ones that gave me the platform and the opportunity to share my story. So for that, I am eternally grateful oh, to my you. Pleasure. And, um, you know, I just surround myself with you all the time. It's like I may not be talking to you every day but you still have an impact. I watch what you do. I consider you uh, a veteran and a pro in this industry. And you have so much to teach me as I go on my journey. So uh, I'm just honored to be here and to share with your audience. And I'm taking notes, okay? I got a pen and paper to always <laughs> write down some things that I can implement in my own life. Oh, bless you, <laughs> bless you. Yeah, it's... You know, but, and the thing is, you're a light and I, I love having lights around me. And you know, it's um, I, I have to because, yes, yes, I do have to say this. The last time we interviewed, I had an asthma attack in the middle of this show. And I have never seen myself have an asthma attack because normally there isn't a mirror in front of me. And here there is a camera in front of me. And I'm seeing my face contort and my body go like this. And it's like I'm freaked out by what I'm seeing while I'm trying to breathe. And then she's just, it's all right, dear. Take your time, dear. It's okay. And it's like I couldn't have asked for a better person for it to happen to <laughs> it was going to happen because he was so calm and then we just you know got my lungs back and we continued on with the show and I'm very grateful for your calmness thank you <laughs> oh thank you you know I've learned I've seen a lot now yeah. <laughs> so I've got Imagine that thing have. about staying calm down pat okay <laughs> you have to learn that yes 
And I want people to go back to the previous show that we did because, you know, you talked about, you know, you, you were a single child, you wanted a lot of children and you certainly have them, you know, 15 and 13 that you've birthed yourself. And you, you know, you talked about a couple of times of completely collapsing, you know, trying to be all and do all and, and just totally stressing out of it. And from that, how you've learned to manage things and just, you know, uh, compartmentalize and the amount of structure that you must have to have in your life yet at the same time you're such a beautiful free spirit so I don't know how you manage that beautiful spirit and and structure at the same time because that's an incredible balance but I want people to listen to the first show to hear about your life but today is about how do we balance ourselves I haven't got kids at home I'm just you know working flat (laughs) out here you've got kids at home that are chasing scorpions (laughs) in the kitchen yes So how do you do it, love? Yeah, you know, the first thing I think is, like you mentioned, having a sense of humor. Mm. This is like a total transition from how I used to be. I was that taskmaster, had this list of things that I had to accomplish in a day, and it didn't leave room for fun, you Mm. know, with my kids, unless it was scheduled. You know, so if we're going to the park, you know, park time, fun time, laughing is during park time. You know, when we get back home, it's like, okay, we got to do laundry. We got to do whatever. And it's back to this task list. So it was doing, being intentional about the things on the to-do list, but, you know, compartmentalizing it to a point to where that only allowed that particular experience Mm -hmm. to happen during that The little frozen time, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and when you've got that many children, you need embracing. a structure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you need a structure with all yeah. those kids, right? But if we kids need to play, we need to play. Laughter needs to happen there because if they can kind of fold the laundry by playing a game and having fun with it, then then it's less right. of a chore, isn't it? So true. So true. And I mean, that's the whole thing when it comes to teaching them how to clean up in ways that it is teaching them life skills. Mm -hmm. You know, we're being responsible. You know, when you're, when you have dishes, you would like it if people would bring their plates to the sink so you can wash them rather than everybody leaving a room and you've got 13 dishes (laughs) to clean up or, you know, you got to go to the table, you got to clean the table off. So just having everybody recognize that you are a part of a team Mm. and it's up to us all to do whatever little bit we can to make that team run smoothly. That teamwork that they're learning at home is something they, you know, that they learn now to take with them and every walk of life. You know, we have a group of friends with whatever job or work they do, whatever career they choose to have the teamwork is invaluable isn't it because it's whenever I mean yeah all right I'm a solopreneur I wear all the hats I haven't found anyone to share them yet but most of the time when you go into any form of work you need to delegate or uh, it's a question of teamwork and everybody has their role to play and learning that teamwork right from the word go is just a, a beautiful transition for them in anything else that they do in life. So true. And, you know, one of the things about teamwork is recognizing that there is no I in team. Mm -hmm. And for me, 
you know, I was raised totally different than how my kids are. And I'm not saying that I had different values or different things like that, but being an only child, I was raised as a high achiever, you know, do good in school. You're going to get rewarded, get the accolades, be in the gifted classes. And so it was very um, performance driven. Yes. And as a result of that performance, you would get rewarded. Whereas when you're dealing with the family, the family needs to perform. Mm -hmm. You can't really be way ahead and then think you're coming together with the same mission because some people are moving at different paces and they are doing different things to make that team run smoothly. Right. So, you know, I can't say, oh, you're the most important because you're doing the dishes. Whereas the person who's cooking, they have no value. Right. So that's the thing to really be able to manage. So to live my life being self-responsible, you know, for the things I did and then coming into this group setting, that was one of the hardest transitions for me because it was like, one, if you see that your way is successful, then you say, oh, I, I'm doing this the right way. There is no other option or the way that I think it should be done because my way is right. Mm. So once you're able to lay down that ego of, you know, being right, but thinking about what do you really want to accomplish? Is it a better communication? Is it for us to uh, eat together, you know, uh, comfortably as a family? You know, really beginning to break down those goals and ways that you begin to really kind of do that inward work and say, you know, isn't it more important to be right or mm-hmm. to have a nice meal with nobody arguing? You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I mean, you know, stop throwing the potato around. Yes. <laughs> um, and having that kind of structure where everybody knows their role and everybody works together collectively you know you want to go and play well you know everybody clear the table everybody do their bit you know now it's your free time or homework whatever which way you do it but it's essential when you have such a big family and even if you are a single child or a parent raising a single child having them contribute to the chores and understand that I'm not here as your servant you know, right. we, we're all in this together. Everybody has a role to play here. And that is very, very important to um, us having more free time to have fun time. And who says oh, you can't true. have fun doing the dishes, you know, or have fun sweeping so the floor? You know, this is make everything fun and then it's less of a chore. So true. And, you know, even just, you know, the whole thing, like my kids, whenever they get into the zone of being in the kitchen, it's all about music. So they'll get speakers, you know, like the little Bluetooth stuff. And it's like, they got their music going, they're cooking, they're doing the dishes or on this cleaning spree. And it is really figuring out what is it that really gets you motivated. Yeah. And to see them know what motivates themselves to do that hard thing or thing, maybe they put it off and they don't really want to do it but this puts them in a good space to do it. I mean, I'm learning a lot from them to be able to embrace, you know, accomplishing two tasks at once. If music makes you feel good, then why not do it mm-hmm. to a mundane chore to, you know, in, enhance that experience or do self-development, which is one of the things I used to be like, I'm always in the kitchen, 
you know, I'm in here doing this. And then I thought, you know what? Nobody's bothering me. So let me do my podcast. So I put my <laughs> headphones on and it's like, I am like having conversations with myself and saying, yeah, that's right. And my kids were like, mom, are you on a call or something? <laughs> I'm like listening to a podcast and they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that becomes that example, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's, um, they say monkey see, monkey do. Uh, so, Absolutely. you know, the, the kids are going to mimic their parents. And mm -hmm. so we have to be very careful, not only what we say, but what we do and how we do it. And, but Absolutely. also to own the flawsomeness, you know, that yeah. we're going to make mistakes. And mom, you said this and you did that. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I did. But circumstances have changed and we can't do that right now own it so not of because i said so that does so not build a conversation of trust between a child and parent does it and i think it's really the unrealistic expectation mm -hmm. that we have to pry ourselves away from so in my case it's like um you know i had this ideal met my husband in college it was this career path getting the right job once you graduate from university and having this family, you know, with the white picket fence mm -hmm. and the dog and the cat. And I had to unlearn that because, you know, that's not, that wasn't my reality. Yes. Right. I was staying home. How did I still feel successful with that? Because what I had been in, what had been imprinted in me all my life was success was having this degree from this university, getting this job and having a family that looked like this. Mm -hmm. So then when my family didn't look like that, it was grasping and trying to figure out where do I fit in? So when you're able to say and own it, this does not re reflect me, my values or who I am. And let me figure out a way that's comfortable for me to express that so that my kids don't feel like, well, if I didn't do it mom's way, then I'm not successful. Right. You know, or she's not going to honor me if I don't do it her way. Right. You no. Know? Yeah. And this was so profound because I went with my daughter who uh, she had her son. He's two now, but I went with her to, uh, she was doing grad school at the time. So all my kids were in school. So I had my youngest one who was here with me. So we flew to Miami. That's where she was at the time. She went through this long process of having uh, the baby. She's in the delivery room. My four-year-old's there with us at the time. And she was an angel, did good, understood everything. And so it had been hours. And so they came in and they were like, well, you know, we may have to do a C-section or we might have to induce you or mm -hmm. something like that. And she was trying to do natural. And so she asked me, she was like, mom, you know, I really want to have this baby natural, but she was comparing herself to me. Right. I said, honey, yes. this is your experience. I said, I am here to support you, whatever you feel comfortable doing. And that really lifted a weight off of her yeah. because she was like, my mom's here. She did it natural. What What's wrong with yeah. me? And it was a beautiful thing for me to really give her permission you know, that she wasn't given herself right. to have her own experience. Mm -hmm. So how many times do we do that to our kids and find out later on, you know, that they go on this road that they really didn't want to go on because they're trying to follow us. Right. 
And yes, you want to be an inspiration to your kids. Yes, you would love them to learn certain techniques and skills from you, but it's then for them to apply it to their own life, to their own instrument, to their own journey. Um, it's not for them to duplicate you, you know, and, you okay. know, we, we see it on the other side where parents push their children to be lawyers, doctors, this and that, because they wanted to be right. right? I, and I, you know, um, my mum always used to say to me, I'd like you to be an international secretary. And I can't even spell secretary. <laughs> <laughs> and it most certainly was not a path for me whatsoever. Um, and uh, the thing is that genetically there is going to be something in our DNA that is an aptitude from your parents that you have within you. But how you use it is is your life's journey, isn't it? And so as Parents were custodians of our children, were guardians of our children. We want to be a good influence and we want to encourage and we, we want to people, we want our children to look at us and, and admire our own journey and be inspired in confidence to take their journey. So true. But how often do we forget that? <laughs> yes. You know, while you, while somebody's left the dirty dish on the table and scorpions are running around, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's why you do or, shows like yeah. this to remember, be reminded. You know, <laughs> I, you know, and I think it's so funny because it's like you know our kids will ask us advice, mm -hmm. but we want them to do what we tell them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yes. it's like. You know, well, mom, you know, I'm really kind of wondering about this friendship that I have with somebody. Well, honey, you know, we get married to the outcomes. Yes. So we say, if I were you, I would probably, you know, keep my distance or whatever. Then they go and do the total opposite. <laughs> and then, you know, we're like, man, they should have did what I told them to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if they don't, then we're feeling some type of way. It's like, wait, wait a minute. I may not have said that suggestion right because they were supposed to follow what I said, right. not do something yeah. different, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have um, very stubborn, strong-willed children. I have only got three. That's enough. Thank you. And my youngest right now is expecting, and uh, she went through the entire nose of vomiting. And how is it for you, Mama? I said, I'm terribly sorry. I was sick all the way through my pregnancies. <laughs> I pray you don't go through the same thing. And, um, you know, it, and, and my son said, well, you shouldn't have told her that. And I said, no, you know, everybody knows. I'm, I've always been open about it. Um, it. It may be her path. It may not. Uh, fortunately, she's come out now, and, you know, and she's in um, 20 weeks, so she's not feeling so bad now. But she is going to do with her, raise her child the way she wants to raise her child. And it doesn't matter what input I have, you know, you can do it subliminally. Right. <laughs> Plant a few sleeves, but it's not my role to raise the child, you know, so it's, um, I have to back off and leave it up to them. Right. And that's something that uh, my mom said to me, you've raised your kids the way you wanted to be raised. And I thought that was very interesting because, uh, um, yes, in, in hindsight, I did. And uh, we have to leave it up to our own children on what they're going to do on that decision making. But as parents, we always think we know best. But what we forget is that we are constantly learning to navigate life ourselves uh, all the time, right? So just because we're adults and we're mothers or to be grandmothers, that it, it, we know it all, forget it. We'll never know it all. 
All we I... can do is impart the knowledge we do know. That's it. So true. And, you know, I did an interview this morning, which, you know, I was telling you before we recorded that I'm so full from is because it was a woman who is in Israel and uh, she was saying that she always was very academically, um, you know, successful. And she said that when it came to being a parent, it taught her that everything she learned in school did not prepare her for the real thing with life. Yes. Because if you are a good student, if you do make good grades, you are not, you don't practice being a failure, you know, because things work out for you, right? So it's like, if you work hard, you're going to get the rewards from that because you're focusing on your academics and it's going to pay off for you. But the whole thing of recognizing that life comes with failures and struggle when you have had everything work out for you you don't know how to handle that and I mean that was just like a major aha for me because Mm. that was what my life looked like right and when I struggled with depression in my own life with parenting and trying to juggle all the different hats that I wore it was just an eye-opening experience to recognize that I was on the journey of learning what it was like to struggle to have those hard times because I didn't grow up with that. Well, you're also learning how to be a mother. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, you know that it doesn't matter how many children you have or same parent brought up the same way, but how different each one of them are. Right. And so you're in discovery of your children while you're helping them to be in discovery of themselves and life around them and through that discovery you discover yourself because your interaction with each child is going to be different so true so true yeah so i mean it's amazing my kids really they teach me so much i learn so much every day with uh each one of them and i think being able to embrace that about life being intentional of um and that's why i love my job in terms of being able to connect with people and have the mindset, what are they going to teach me today? Yeah. You know, that's just like, Hey, I'm taking notes and I'm doing the interview, right? I mean, you're doing the interview, (laughs) but I'm still taking notes. (laughs) Isn't that kind of, it takes a village to raise a family. Isn't that what we're doing now? Our village setting is not there anymore, but we can create our village either you know um through through the internet or uh i found through various i met a woman two weeks after my son was born already had my daughter she lived kind of diagonally across the road and she'd seen me her daughter was seven weeks older than my son to this day she's my bestie all three of my kids that's that's their aunt or mum surrogate all three of the kids are best friends with my kids and they became my family and that's the thing is you meet other people along the way. If you don't have siblings, my siblings are all overseas and you create a family, you create a village and we helped each other out in the raising of our children and respites, weekends off and going on holiday together and all of that. And it's, you need to do that, don't you? You need to find Absolutely. kind of a tribe around you where you can go, you know, 
Joey's make me tear my hair out. He's doing this again. You know? <laughs> and, and have somebody listen to you, help calm you down <laughs> and, oh, and help you navigate through it because we're not meant to do it alone. So true. And I mean, there is so much richness in that. And that's one of the things that has helped me even during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been a part of a comic book, a uh, book deals, writing for magazines, and people are like, how are you doing it all? But it yeah. is, it's really given life to me because I am connecting with those people that are keeping me grounded and keeping me in this positive space because there is, you know, just like you said, lockdown is yeah. on the horizon mm-hmm. again. And, you know, we haven't even seen the worst of it yet, I no. believe, you know, no. with, in terms of people losing their jobs or yeah. the mental wellness yes. issue, you know, with people internalizing and going into depression and being isolated. I mean, so I think there is so much richness to being able to connect and collaborate mm-hmm. with people during this time because it's going to take a remnant of the of us who are strong and being influencers to help everybody else continue with that mindset of hope and positivity because yeah. you know there are some hard roads ahead i believe yes and you know mm-hmm. yes we're being asked to be mindful probably being mm-hmm. asked to be isolated again but we've also got to remember we don't have bombs landing on us we don't right. have you know um the warriors come knocking at our door trying to pull us out and kill us and all of that we've got to put this in perspective we're being asked to stay home or if we do go out to be mindful with the masks the clans the distancing really it's common sense and if people stop treating this as if it was world war z um and and really looked at uh, that it's just simply a change of lifestyle right now that we need to navigate we will get through this but we need to understand we need to get through it together so if you are alone a single mom raising a kid and you can't get out there then you need to reach out online or listen to the podcast connect with people and start building a tribe right because you need those other people there just to to sometimes be a sounding board or to have a mum's night on zoom glass of wine can you believe what happened to me today (laughs) (laughs) and and that's what it's there for right so be creative and look for a different way of doing things you know, you can't do it that way anymore. Stop crying over the spilt mill. Start looking at a different way you can do it. So true. And I think, you know, there is something to that group that really lights you up because you have to be thought leaders, you yeah. know, to be of that group. You know, it's like me, myself, I choose not to watch the news. You know, I can watch it, but I choose not to because I realize it just doesn't serve me. Right. I'll be going on with this negative Nelly mindset of, oh, what's going to happen to this industry and that. Mm. And I will be sitting there looking at the walls, talking about how bad things are. Yeah. If I got on that plane. Right. So now I'm all about, you know, choosing what comes in my space and you know, even just learning, you know, you can watch the news and it can just condition you about stereotypes, you know? So it's like, you know, I could be thinking, well, you know, Sarah's from Canada and, you know, she wouldn't understand my plight or whatever. And it really polarizes and uh, causes people to not recognize what we have in common. Right. 
I agree. See what I'm saying. 100%. Um, yeah, I call it the CNN event. They take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption. And, you know, and, you know, it's uh, somebody asked the other day, how did Hitler get everybody to rise up and start hating each other and hating the rest of the world? And it's hysteria. It's fear. You know, a good con man who knows how to sell fear and stir up the hysteria. And then people are suddenly are caught up in a tornado, and a whirlwind, and they don't know how to get out of the swirl. And so it's, you know, stay far away from that swirl. You know, it doesn't mean you can't know what's going on. You can look at the internet, you can read a paper, you can take in as much as you want. But the moment you start feeling yourself kind of, or getting stressed out about it, put things down. Because that stress will not only weaken your immune system, but it will also stop you being productive or creative with solutions. So oh, true. it's very yeah. important. You know, what we feed is what we grow. Let's grow the solutions. So true. And I, th you brought up a good point is that we don't really take the time to recognize how we're feeling. Mm -hmm. We don't sit and think about it. Right. You know, we're just like, oh yeah, you know, it's so bad. Everybody gravitates and understands the news that they're spreading, but we don't even take time to reflect, you know what, this is not making me feel good. Right. You know, and that's one of the first things that I began to recognize after I, you know, had my last hospitalization. I just sat there and said, you know what, the news doesn't make me feel good. Right. And I have control over that. Yes. You know, that was a game changer for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put on the hat. Yeah. You're going to see this beautiful shiny hat that she's wearing. <laughs> and just going to have some fun, right? Right. <laughs> it's so much more productive. <laughs> <laughs> So true. So true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's switch sides over to the business. You okay. do, you own a podcast where you interview people around the world. You're also America's uh, super mom and you help other moms um, and parenting and everything else that you do. It's like there you, I mean, as I said the other day, you were meant to come on, but there was a, um, well, we had a bit of a problem and you're on a live summit and your kids are screaming in the kitchen and you had to excuse yourself and then, you know, there's a scorpion running around and then you just sorted it out and went back to the summit. And it's like a lot of people just don't know how to be, you know, one moment at the kids and then <laughs> how do you find the balance <laughs> yes that, that's a good question i think it's about being intentional mm. right mm. so i'm here with you now and you know they some of the kids are doing their work some of them got done early but it is showing up completely when you are called to. Right. And so what that means is, you know, if I'm at a summit, I'm at that summit. Okay. Yeah. I'm a mom that has so many kids, but that is time for the summit. And, you know, this was a really good example this morning. I had a call with a lady who, um, we're getting together to collaborate on a project. And so my daughter comes in and her, uh, laptop was, not working her access to get on to the platform for her curriculum. And so she comes in and she asks me how to do it. And so I get her on there and then she goes into this little soliloquy. She's six. And so she's like, well, mommy, can we do this and do that? And, uh, and she saw that I was on the call and I said, um, 
well, I can't do it right now, but see, normally this is their school time when mm -hmm. I'm having this meeting with this lady, but she's overseas and the time changed. Right. So we met. So anyway, my daughter is, um, she's asking me to do this. And I said, honey, normally mommy can do that. I said, but I have a meeting right now. And I said, this is her time. I said, you have your time all the time. I said, but mommy has given her her time because she has other things that she has to do. So um, I will come back in there after I get done and then we can finish our time together, which is during school for you um, as soon as I get done. And so she understood that. So I think it's the whole thing of explaining, you know, and helping them to see mommy is time blocking or whatever the case is, explaining to them what that is. Because, you know, kids just see you at a computer and they're like, okay, so how are you making money or how are you being <laughs> successful or whatever? Because it's like you're doing you the same working? thing. I left, you had a ring light on, you had a computer. <laughs> so yeah, what are you get doing? It. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I think it's that, yeah, it's that idea of being intentional. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But that's also teaching mm -hmm. them the boundaries. You know, it's, um, it's yeah. you know, that, okay, I'm sorry, folks, I, I, kids, I, I cannot be at uh, school with you at home at this time period because I have to go I... do something else. Flexibility. Mom, mm -hmm. we always do it at this time. Yes, but today we can't. And we will do it at that time. And it's teaching them to be flexible, teaching them to be respectful that mom has something else to do other than just raising the kids and that also right. teaches them how to find balance in in their own lives as they grow older when they have their own families that mom having a life business life career um your mom you'll always be mom to them but them seeing you as a businesswoman as well having a career and being important elsewhere is something that they need to see because they need to understand that's the balance. As they grow older, they'll grow so much more respectful of the fact that you are successful in your career and you balanced raising the children. You know, it, they don't always see it when they're young, um, but later on in life, it suddenly goes to them, oh, okay, <laughs> mom does okay. do it all. That's the reason why she's super mom. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, also the whole thing of, the lower expectations, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you know, I love being, having the title America Supermom because I'm embracing that I am a mom, mm -hmm. you know, I am at home, I'm doing these things. So do, if you do hear a loud scream or shrill mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, oh, okay, that's one of her kids, yes. you know, because we get into this thing of thinking, oh, I have a business and I'm doing this and everything's compartmentalized, but nothing is blended. Right. So then we lose sight. If a client calls you and says, Hey, um, I need you to do this at this time. And then you're afraid to say, well, my kids have soccer mm -hmm. or my son has a game, you know, because you have separated yourself yeah. so much that, you know, you, you have problems honoring your family because you've established that not the client or, right. Right. you know, the lead that's you not speaking up yes. because you feel like you have to conform to however somebody else is doing it instead of saying, you know what, normally that would work for me, but Hey, I do have eight kids e-learning and I tell people that, you know, uh, I just can't do what I used to be able to do, you right. know? So Adjustment. Think, Adjustment. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, that's uh, how it's also changed with people kind of doing the business by Zoom or what other uh, way they're doing it right now. When you look at uh, all the studios, now that everybody had their guest speakers coming into the studio and there was suits and it was lights and it was makeup. And now they're doing it all by Zoom and it's in people's homes. And then they're doing their own makeup, their own hair. And then, you know, their backgrounds are different. And <laughs> even the even the guest speakers are, are no longer in, you know, in suits. They're in shirts. And, and Trevor Noah has been wearing a hoodie since <laughs> since this all happened. Um, <laughs> the caliber of, of your work isn't... You know, especially in this adjustment, you're making people feel more at home if something goes wrong or if, you you know, if reality is there, like, you know, excuse me, there's a scorpion, I'll come right back. Uh, it's, it's a reality so that when something happens on their side, a kid comes running. I was interviewing a guy the other day. And uh, one kid was shouting from the door, I want chicken nuggets. I can't with you soon, right? And then another one came and I said, oh, let them come up into the camera. And he goes, nope, she's naked. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the thing is life happens. What you have to do, um, you know, as a business person uh, navigating the call or as a podcaster is just embrace it isn't it embrace it go with it don't make anybody feel uncomfortable because in this particular environment right now shoot's going to happen go with the flow so case in point with the asthma attack yes and really i didn't even think that it was an asthma attack you know i mean you handled it pretty well you know now listening to the story it's like wow that's really some serious stuff you know what i mean <laughs> but it's like these things happen and you know if you have to change your schedule you know having that human side yes. and thinking about how you would want people to respond right and modeling that you know we, this is the thing we have to teach people how to treat us and that comes from how we treat ourselves Amen to that. So you Amen see what I'm to saying? That. Oh, a hundred percent there. I used mm-hmm. to bend over, uh, you know, backwards, uh, do everything to, to somebody else's time, even if it was, you know, not good for me. And it was like, hang on, I'm burnt out. I'm frustrated. Um, I'm confused. You know, everything going on is like, why? I really love what I do, but the way I'm doing it is costing me too much in the sense, costing me too much because I'm trying to bend over backwards to please everybody else. I have to set a standard. So now when I do shows, it's 11am, maybe noon or one. Those are my time periods. If you're overseas and I have to accommodate later time, then I will do that. But that's my general time. And you have you have the flexibility when you know when you can but it's also letting people know that I'm not available at that time. No, no, I can't do it at that time that time is designated for someone else. And it's okay to say that. We're not looking at the nine to five job anymore. Right. We're not looking at the, the, you know, people who even are working at home. Basically the companies are saying, as long as you are getting the work done, I don't care in what increments of time you're doing it in. Mm-hmm. Right? I love that. And I just think, you know, your brand you know, self-discovery media, you have built this up to the empire that it is, right? And people, when they connect with you, that's your brand perceives you. Mm -hmm. So we have to remember that people want an impact. You know, Mm -hmm. if I was to say, hey, Oprah's in town and we have a chance to meet her, 
we are looking at the things that she's accomplished yes. and we want her to show up as herself. Yes. So we have to remember that in our business, we have to show up as ourselves so that we can be that experience or that inspiration for people. You know, it doesn't do me any good to be like, oh, I had a great interview. And then next week I'm over here acting like somebody else and somebody yep. else. It's that consistency that people want you on their show because what you are bringing, your authentic right. self, exactly. that brings that richness. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Because mm -hmm. it's, you know, the, the coming to Lachelle show because of Lachelle. Mm -hmm. It's who you are. It's mm -hmm. not like, you know, um, your interview skill, maybe this or that. It's who you are as a person. And that's whenever you're doing business with anyone or doing anything with anyone, you know, people say, oh, you know, you sound like Oprah. So that Oprah's Oprah. I'm Sarah. Right. You know, right. I'm, I'm running Sarah, you know, with all the asthma attacks and flaws and everything else you're going to get. Oh, true. And I no longer apologize for being Sarah. Like so you true. live up to an expectation of what you thought Lachelle should be. You are exactly. Lachelle now with the beautiful shiny crown, with the big grin, <laughs> with all the love in the world. This is who you are. And that's why people love you. You know, Elaine Jacques, right? Yes, Elaine yes. Jacques. Yes. And I had mm -hmm. her on uh, last week <clears throat> and we were talking about uh, communicating on social media, which is now your networking which is very, very important of how you interact on social media, because that's going to draw clientele to you. It also tells people who you are, because we can't physically get out there and network anymore. But she was telling a story <coughs> of somebody that she was communicating with and uh, really enjoyed the communication. And that person was finally there and she was going to go meet them. And she went and introduced herself and the person didn't know who she was, because who she'd been communicating with was her virtual assistant. Right. So we go and get help from people. But we've got to remember those interactions need to be us. That is so you know what? That is just I, I'm glad you told me that story because that really resonates with me because you know, people are out there feeling like, oh, I need to get a VA. I need to build up my YouTube uh, subscriber list. I need to get more followers on LinkedIn. And this is the way that everybody else is successfully doing it. And look at what happens as a result of those things going on, you know, exactly. and that can mess your reputation up immensely. Exactly. Because Elaine knows a lot of people. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we, we have wow. to understand that that networking, that social mediaing is that you have to put a certain amount of time for interaction right that's you know you're stuck at home now doing business you're not out doing the normal thing how do you reach people you become engaged you become engaged on the social medias in conversations in invitations to have a chat to get to know one another because we know that all everything in life is about relationships the relationship you have with your husband the relationship you have with your children the relationships you have with your clientele Right? It's all about relationships and building those relationships with people. And it's essential that we actually learn how to communicate and connect with people in order to build that tribe or that community that you're building. And, and it's not a, a one face fits all. You're going to wear different hats for different situations. But underneath that hat or the crown, as we're looking at right now, is Lachelle. <laughs> And Lachelle will always right. be Lachelle, but the hat that you're wearing at the time is according to what you're doing. 
So true. I mean, that is so true. And I think, you know, it's a testament of us doing the work. Yeah. You know, everybody is into this microwave society where, you know, you want to have the least amount of pain or (laughs) you want to get the most um, profit in the you know, shortest amount of time. The least amount of work. Yeah, all (laughs) this is part of the journey. You know, it's like everybody wants to be LeBron James, but they don't want to go and do what LeBron James is doing when it comes to the work that allows him to be where he is today. Right. And so this is where we try to get the shortcuts and do things and think about the mass production, but it's just like you said, it's the simplicity of having those one-on-one interactions, creating those organic uh, connections with people and building from there, you know, and it doesn't take a whole bunch of people, you know, most people, when they think about the income they want to make, you know, it's like, oh, wow, I only need like about seven or eight clients. But then we're over here listening to this uh, seminar that's telling you that you can have a thousand clients and you can scale and do all this, but that isn't even going to meet your needs because you're going to get those clients, but then how many hours are you going to dedicate to doing your job away from your family? You're you're going to be a slave to the clients and forget everything else. Balance again, folks. What do you need? Seven or eight clients. Pour your time into them. So that's their time. That's family time. And not to forget where's your time. Your time for (laughs) Lachelle, right? What do you do for you? So true. And I mean, that is just key. And it's like every day is the beginning of me being excited about being able to have the freedom to have the day that I desire. Right. You know, and setting that up, it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, I have really four or five major things that I do a day and that's it, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, this is the kind of schedule. It was really this uh, really profound story. Somebody told me about this uh, salesperson who had went over on an island. I want to say, let's just say it was Hawaii and he met a fisherman. And so the fisherman just loved his day. He was able to just kind of enjoy being at the beach in the middle of the day. And so this salesman says, um, hey, you know what? This is a really nice place you got here. You know, you ought to think about how you can make money and monetize, you know, having people come and visit and do all this. And so he said, well, what would I do that for? He said, because then you can make money and then you can retire and you can live the life of your dreams on the beach. And he said, why would I go all the way around doing all that when I'm already enjoying that right now? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what, how many times do we get on the hamster wheel? Yes. When we already were doing fine, but we let somebody else talk us into what we are already enjoying they make us think that we're going on a different journey you know yeah uh, because we don't know what we want so mm. we got to get back to us mm. and knowing who we are and what our journey is so that when people come everybody is not going to be in your tribe and that's okay you know yeah I, the other thing is is the measurement you know how much time you need to give your kids, how much time you need to give yourself, your husband, how much time you need to give your work. Um, 
and that is that's where you kind of become a little structured it's like you know what i'm overwhelmed i'm going to take a nice long bath you know <laughs> nobody call me unless it's an emergency right. and you've, you've got to have that kind of time and if you take on more than you can do then who's going to lose out somebody along the line is going to lose out and you, you've got certain people that are all hype and all energy. I've got 500,000 followers and I do this and I do that, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, well, you're exhausted me already. I don't want to be a part of that because you're requiring energy from me. I don't have. My energy exactly. is quieter. It's more deliberate. It's more focused. I rather have quality time with the one, with the one than you know, um, diluted time with the with the masses. And you've got to know what it is you can give, want to give and what you want to receive. And that's really important. So I was uh, I did an interview with Ivan Meisner, who's the founder of uh, BNI. And he said, one thing I would tell you, it's better to do one thing a thousand times than to do a thousand things just one time. Yes. That yes. was profound. You yes. That's <laughs> I'm like, what? you know, and we think it's too simple to do <laughs> one thing, you know, be, you know, do an interview, right? And then it's like, oh no, I, I need to do video. I need to do all this. Just do the interview. You know, if yes. you focus on that one thing, that is going to be, you know, that's the difference between the things that go viral. And it's not always about going viral, but you know, if you are an interviewer and you want to be able to provide valuable content to people, focus on that. And that's going to be the thing that's going to attract people to give you that virality. Right. You know, they're going to want yeah. to share it. Yes. But if you're over here saying, oh, I love interviewing, but then you're over here trying to write a book, mm -hmm. you're trying to do this and do that. You know, this is where you lose the power of your message because you're over here trying to be all things solved. And, you know, this is a good point because through the COVID, I was doing seven or eight shows a week, you know, and each show is a four to five hour production. So, it, you know, it takes up a lot of time and that's before you do anything else. Right. And, and uh, it, it was kind of, woof, you know, it, it's getting a bit too much. And I've now gone down to four or less a week. And uh, I am going to be doing that book. I'm going to be doing two books, one my own, and the other one is the Forgotten Children series, uh, which is about how we really need to invest in our children and families when they're young okay. and not looking at the dysfunction of, as an adult and just blame them as an adult and not look to the way they were raised. Um, and I'm going to be navigating that. Um, so I, I would know love to... Yeah, to give you a piece on that, my words of wisdom on that. Oh, please. Okay. Yeah. I definitely, I was going, <laughs> no, the, I realize, please, I have so many wonderful people who can contribute to this. It's going to be a three-part volume. And, and it's a podcast book, so each person will be actually reading their chapter. It'll be an ebook and a book. I will be putting a video together of the, of the speakers uh, to promote it. And the money goes into the fund action that then gets distributed uh, from the book, uh, gets, gets distributed to their various organizations they support. Uh, there's so many people doing so many wonderful things, and there's so many people with so much wisdom around children. We need to change our focus completely. So I wanted to do this at the beginning of the year. And COVID happened. 
<clears throat> so it, I'm determined to do it now, but I'm also not going to dictate exactly. It's got to be done by then. You know, I'm, it's going to be one step, one step, one step as it goes, because I really, when I put it out there, that's when it's ready to be received. And I think that's something too. Oh, so-and-so's got two books out already. And it's like, well, good for them. Good for them. I'm going to put whatever time I can into this one to get the one book out, hopefully by spring. And do your best according to whatever else you're juggling uh, and the energy that you can actually give it, you know, authentically. And don't try and stretch yourself thin on trying to do something to impress somebody else because somebody else is doing it like that. And, you know, one of the things that I would just say, this example <laughs> just came to my head. If you are someone who is good at your physical physique, you know, you work out, right? You don't work out all day, every day right. working out. You do a structured amount of time of working out, whether it's 45 minutes, an hour, at the most, maybe two hours. I don't know. I mean, I haven't had anybody working out that long, but I'm just using that mm -hmm. as an example. But the benefits last yes. with how they look all day, every day, month after month after month. And so if we have that same mindset, you know, everybody kind of compartmentalized. They're like, wow, you know, you do such a good interview. You're not interviewing all day, every day. Right. And, you know, when we do that to ourselves, yes, you know, if you begin to kind of think about it, man, you know, these personal trainers, they get a couple clients, they do this working out, you know, and they reap the benefits from that consistency. Yes. Daily for mm -hmm. short periods of time. Why? Because that's really all you really can manage mm -hmm. because there's so many things behind the scenes, just like you mentioned you know, everybody's like, oh, well, Sarah's got a podcast. Lachelle's got one. Let me get one. Yeah. Well, you've got editing. You yes. have to reach out to the guests. Yes. You've got to determine what the content is. Mm -hmm. You have to repurpose it. You got to, I mean, just like, you know, you were on my podcast yep. and you edited it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you were like, hey girl, what's going on with this podcast? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you offered to help with that because you knew that I had a lot going on. And exactly. so my point is there are so much more behind the scenes that give you that time to consistently show up that we don't see that's the top, you know, the bottom of the yeah. iceberg. We yeah. just see the top of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, running a family, running a business, running your own life, there's a certain amount of structure you do need to have right? The consistency you're talking about, a certain routine, because it helps you manage things. But if you're managing things properly, it also allows the time to, to take flight, to go crazy, to go and have the fun, because the foundation and the consistency and the, and the structure is there for you to kind of put up the disco ball and go crazy, right? So that it, you know, when, when do I have time to have fun? Have fun doing what you're doing. If the structure is there, you will have fun in doing what you're doing because it's less of a chore. And then you'll also have that extra time in order to really go and do something crazy. So true. And I mean, you know, just as you've mentioned about this crown, mm -hmm. there are times when things just really are crazy that I will have visual cues for my kids. Mm -hmm. I have this red, white, and blue hat that I wear that, 
you know, they're like, mom, are you going out in public with that hat on or whatever? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know, it's all about making people laugh, putting a smile on their face and recognizing that. And kids are able to have that without any prompting. Right. We right. kind of conditioned them to walk away from that. Right. And then it's like we get older, then we want to go back to being a kid mm-hmm. so that we can remember the things that were important instead of just doing that first. Right. You know, and then enjoying and doing whatever. And I think it's the including them in your vision. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just learned here recently, like I have a fifth grader and he wasn't doing good in math. And normally I look at my older children. I was that mom that was like, hey, you know, we're in Atkins. We don't get bad grades. You're going to study. You're going to stay focused. And so he comes to me and I think he's probably thinking I'm going to say that. And he's like, you know, I'm not doing good in math. I need to bring this grade up. And I said, well, what do you think you need to do? I said, first of all, have you even talked to the teacher about it? You know, and he's like, well, no, you know, because they're doing the remote learning. Mm. And I said, okay, well, maybe you don't want to talk to the teacher. What are some things that you can do that can help you bring your grade up. And he's like, well, you know, I can get on uh, YouTube and watch some videos or look it up on Google, right? Fifth grade. And I said, well, you know what? If I were you, I would take my own advice and I would possibly look up some of those things to see if that helps you. And then if that doesn't work, maybe you can talk to your teacher. I said, because I've already been in the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, I've passed fifth grade. We're talking about you and what your obstacles are. So you can't depend on mommy. You can't depend on daddy. You can look at your older siblings and say, hey, I don't understand this concept. Can you explain it to me or whatever the case is? But it's about you being able to solve your own problem. You can see that you're not doing well in this class. So you can take the initiative to ask the teacher, hey, I'm not understanding this. Can I have some extra problems that I can practice at home or whatever? You know, I'm like, you guys can problem solve for some video games. If I told you that you could play or whatever, you would be coming up with all kinds of stuff. Right. But we're talking about, do you want to be in the fifth grade next year? Because math is a required subject Mm -hmm. in order for you to be promoted. So I said, are you willing to let your uh, performance in this class stop you from advancing? You know, to you be in the same class next year with different people and you're the oldest one? And he thought about it and he was like, you know, mom, he did some research. He said, I can even do some extra credit. I can replace one of my lowest test grades. Now, would I have had that result if I said, oh, honey, you don't understand it. Let's just solve this for you. Let's get a tutor. Not to say that that's not important, but kids are performing for themselves. We need to hold them accountable and let them own up to that. If you need help, why are you not asking? Right. Who is reading your mind? Yes. You know, those are great problem skills that they need to begin to implement and nurture so that they can build that muscle. And carry with them for the rest of their lives. You know, it's, it's, uh, you have an obstacle in front of you, you turn around and get someone, when you remove this obstacle, or are you going to learn right. to remove that obstacle yourself? Right. And, right. It, and look at the pride afterwards. You know, I've achieved this. Well, if I can achieve this, I mean, we know that 
when when people find their courage and their strength and their abilities and that meaningful purpose, they look at themselves and like, oh my God, I've been selling myself short. I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know it until I tried. I didn't know it until I had to, until I had to face it. And now I've actually done that. What else can I do? What else can I do? What other abilities do I have? And society sells us short because they're trying to box everybody into a certain type. You know, um, how many people, I'm not at all academic. Absolutely. I never finished school. I'm not at all <laughs> academic whatsoever, but I'm, I'm intuitive. So my knowledge Indeed. comes from my knowingness. It comes from my intuition uh, and then goes to my knowledge and how to use it. We have to be careful with over academic people and, and them not using their own instincts and their own divine intellect, heart, soul and spirit intellect that can guide them and navigate them through things. Because, you know, having certain degrees may not help you navigate that particular road that's going to take gumption that's going to take intuition that's going to take a willingness to explore uh, something you don't know so true and i think even you know just as you mentioned with the academic background you know we get comfortable with performing well in one area yes and then, you know, we just want to focus on that and think that everything else is going to work out without any work. Right. You know, so yeah. it's like, you know, you can't be doing good on your job. And then your kids are over here like, okay, wait a minute. Where are we at in this scenario? Yeah. You know, we don't even know who you are. You know, yeah. you're traveling, you're doing whatever. And it's all about having that situation where, it's a process. It's a journey because, you know, it is not a cookie cutter thing to where everything is totally imbalanced all the time. Right. You know, and one of the things that I say to people, even now, it's like, you know, I was on this journey of being depressed for 13 years. I was hospitalized three times and that process did damage to my family because one, I had a victim mindset. Right. And then once I realized that, then I realized that my kids and my husband were victims, Right. you know, so that is going to take a healing process and everything's not going to always be in balance. You know, I may give one of my kids a hug and I don't know, it could send back a flashback or we're listening to music and a movie comes on and it's a movie they watched when I was in the hospital. Yeah. I don't know all these things. Yes. Right. And so I think just the space to say that, you know, we all are on this journey and it's a work in progress and being able to be authentic about and vulnerable and transparent about these situations helps us to overcome any kind of damage in the future and in the present that we can just talk through, but it can be a hard conversation. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, case in point with my son, you know, I, I am asthmatic. I have been since the age of two, but I have fibromyalgia and part of fibromyalgia is depression because your body is constantly um, in flux and there's certain things physically I can't do. And I've had it for 23 years and it, you know, sometimes takes hold of me and my son hates this. And every time I saw him, he was trying to fix me. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You got to do this. You got to do that. And one day I just took his hands and looked in his face and said, stop trying to fix me because you make me feel broken. Instead, just love me. Take me in your arms and hug me. That's all the medicine I need. 
and that released him from feeling responsible out of me and it also gave him empowerment of what I really did need. That Now that is profound. Stop fixing me because you're making me feel broken. That is, that's just a game changer. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we've all we've all got things to face, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I'm on certain medication for my depression now, which I finally succumbed to that, and my life is totally different because I don't go down that dark avenue of despair where you feel somebody's trying to take your guts out and your heart out, and and there's no rationale, there's no, you know, um, why are you feeling depressed? Snap out of it! There, you know, it was all you know chemical. You know what I mean, right? You exactly. know, somebody exactly. sliced, sliced open your guts and they're pouring it out, and and uh, you can't reason with depression. You just can't. And so now I'm, I'm on this medication that finally works and I don't go down the rabbit hole anymore, which is great. I've still got fibromyalgia though and I've still got to work in those parameters. I've got people all the time in business say, but you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And I just listen, listen. And the thing is, I know how much physical energy I have to do what I'm doing. One of the things I know is I work within that parameters of that energy and then I need to stop because if I don't, I'm overspending my body and I will crash. And that's think, know your limitations in whatever aspects in your life. Stop apologizing for them. You don't need to explain them. You just need to live by them for your own Mm self-worth. So true. Yeah, I think that is so good. And, you know, we have this whole thing of comparing and my thing is, when people are so vocal, they're vocal about the things that matter to them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, hey, you could be making money. Well, you know what? I'm not motivated by money. Right. You know, and so sometimes instead of us really even asking ourselves the question, do I want more money? You know, well, no. Well, then why are you listening to this person? Right. Right. It's what drives them. It's not what's driving you. Yeah. This is where you guys part ways and you go to the left. Yeah. They go to the right. And then you meet some other body on the on your path. Yes. That resonates with you. You know, but then we sit here and we're like, well, they want to go right. What's wrong with me? Why do I not want to go right? Why am I not seeing what they're seeing? And then we following them. And then it's like you're going way a different direction. Their right is wrong that. for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. So that is good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we only through our own self-discovery of our journey in life, our meaningful purpose, it's only through literally one step in front of the other and living every each day that we learn about ourselves. And we get to a point where you go, you know what? All of that and that and that is because I was living by somebody else's expectation of me. I am now comfortable with who I am, why I am, and what I'm here to do. And I don't need to explain it or apologize for it or validate it to anyone else. I know who I am and what I do, and that's enough. And we need to get to that spot, don't we? Yes. And I think it's like, to me, I call it setting the stage Mm. for the right audience. Yes. Yes. I like that. If you know what you're doing, you know, then it's like what I did last year, yesterday, it doesn't matter. It's what do we want to accomplish right now? Right. You know, and allowing people the idea to focus on what's important. Yes. 
So, you know, if you want to, I'm just using this for example, if you want to get media exposure, it doesn't matter, you know, where I went to high school or, (laughs) you know, how many kids I have, or if I'm married or divorced, the problem you have and the solution I offer, this is what we have this relationship about, you know, but we get in our own way because it's like, well, I don't, I'm not valuable enough because I'm divorced or, you know, my kids are dealing with fighting or whatever that case is. And so we don't set the stage right. We're over here focusing on some stuff that doesn't even have anything to do with the audience that we're serving. Case in point, podcasting. You know, when I first started and, you know, for me, I I interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That's always been my platform. Inspiration begets invitation. And, you know, for me, it's never been about what the title of the person is or how important the person is. It's about who they are and what they've got to contribute. Is it inspiring? Am I inspired by it? Will my audience be inspired by it? But I didn't know I was going to interview so many people that are movie producers or authors of movies being made out of their books or, um, you know, people that are movers and shakers in the world. Because people say, do you interview celebrities? And I said, I celebrate everybody I interview. They're all celebrities to me. And but you look at sometimes the, the people that are being revered, that are being put up on the pedestal. And you think, oh, I, I can never touch them. I'm just a little old me. And when you take away that pedestal and you treat them as a human being and you're truly fascinated by who and what they are and what they've got to contribute, there's the connection. They either will accept or won't accept. But if they do, they are just as anxious to speak their truth and, and their journey and share it with everyone else as anybody else we put people up on that pedestal and think they're unreachable they're not right right so true i mean i had an interview right before our interview and the gentleman um had started podcasting he helped someone start a podcast um series over 12 months they made half a million dollars but this was 20 years ago Right. When there wasn't a podcast. Yes. I mean, yes. you know, no social There's over media. a million of them now. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I asked him, I was like, you know, I don't want people to miss this. Yeah. Because this is the stuff that we kind of breeze over. Mm-hmm. You know, you now if I say podcast, people gravitate to that because they know what it is. Yes. It's gotten popular. You know, we've got thought leaders that mm-hmm. have influenced us to know what it is. You did this when there was no other competition. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knew what this was. And this is the kind of results you got. This is a mindset you had. Yes. Because imagine how he was thinking when he's going around telling people, I'm helping with this podcast. They're like, what is that? I don't know what that is. I know. You know, I mean, this is the stuff that people endure behind the scenes. Yes that nobody recognizes. No. So I think it's so yeah. important to really, you yes. know, get the story in. out, get yeah. that story out because, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've interviewed a number of people that started kind of way back, uh, maybe not that far back, but definitely way back. And, you know, the struggle to get people to understand what it is. When I was first asked to join another network of podcasting, I go, what's that? I didn't know about podcasts at that time. And I did 13 months with this other network, live shows, brilliant training ground. 
you know, retrograde, uh, internet going down, um, your guest dropping, you dropping during the interview, you know, all sorts of things <laughs> happening, you know, and, and it was a great training ground for when I started my own seven and a half years ago, I took that knowledge and every single show I do is a learning. It's it, one of the things that's absolutely learning is how absolutely awesome humanity can be. Um, but I'm also going to use flossom, which I think is a wonderful word, because yes. every single person that is awesome today had flaws at some point they had to overcome. So true. And still have them. Yes. <laughs> That's what makes them flossom. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I'm like, look, I will be on time sometimes for an interview. And then I tell my kids something and we're like five minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're like mom now if this was the interview you would be on time why is it and I'm like you know you're right I need some work okay <laughs> exactly so, but they're more forgiving <laughs> yes this yes. is the professional side of you family can be more flexible <laughs> right that's the important one <laughs> so true so true yeah I mean the word forgiving mm. I think um forgiving of ourselves is so important isn't it yes. and this is the concept that many of us just don't get until it's later on in life you know because we hear the term you know when you forgive others it's for for you and not for them but we still if you're a people pleaser if you put other people before yourself you know you're doing this for other people still before you do it for yourself yeah yeah. So you have to learn to put that oxygen mask on first mm -hmm. and give yourself the grace and the patience and compassion and empathy, you know, that you would give to somebody else. And once you do that, it's a game changer. You know, I mean, like yourself, I mean, you know, three times in, in hospital for basically being overstressed and you knew something had to change. And because of of those events and you're coming back and each time changing the groove you now you've got a well-oiled machine but you're also in a position to help other people who are navigating a similar path and mm -hmm. that's the reason why we go through things isn't it so that we can impart that knowledge that wisdom onto others to help their journey in life mm -hmm. so true and i think we miss that yeah you know we start talking to People in our circle that start making it about the money. Yeah. They start making it about, you know, what social media platform, yeah. you know, how, how they many can, followers. Yes. Yeah, how <laughs> many followers. And <clears throat> if you stay grounded with the group of people that pour into you, you pour into them, you will be able to have that clarity and scale back. You know, that's one of the themes that I have for this week because. You know, just as you mentioned, I have the comic book and there's mm -hmm. uh, these co-author book projects, but I'm learning that, hey, with, to whom much is given, much is required. Right. So I'm willing to give up now what I have to, to make space for what is coming in the future. Right. You know, I do want to be able to travel and do a book launch when we have live events, but if I'm sitting here micromanaging my schedule and packing so much into what I have to do every day. I'm not going to have room or space to be able to 
go participate in an event or do something, you know, so yeah, you now might I'm end thinking, up back in another hospital bed too. Right. You've overspent yourself. Right? You see what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. now I'm speaking from experience and it's yeah. like, okay, well, what am I going to give up to make room for this new gift? Yes. That I made another platform that I'm going to be gifted with. Right. How am I going to serve this platform? So I need to give up something now before this platform appears Mm -hmm. so that I can still maintain that consistency to the people that have already been there. And the equilibrium in your own life. And, you know, you might not be giving up. You might be shelving. Exactly. To come back to something later. And when you come back to it, it may be, you know, now to be created in a new format. It's taking a step back from something so you can step forward in something else. So true. Yeah. So I I think it it just, I don't know if I, when I would have ever come to that kind of uh, realization or reflective type of thinking. You know, if I didn't have that experience right. of what I ha- went through, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But yes. now experience is the best teacher. I'm like, <sighs> hey, three times bumping my head up against that hospital wall. I'm done with that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Being there, done that. <laughs> right. But you are, you know, your own warning is going off right now. Something's going to have to give if you're going to go down that path. Right. And you know that because you know, otherwise there's a hospital bed waiting for you. And so you've learned your own lesson and you know how to navigate through that now. And, you know, do not dismiss your inner voice. So true. So true. And I think for many people, they don't know that inner voice. Right. They've buried it so deep, you know, and I've always tell people it was the mask that I hid behind, Mm -hmm. you know, because I could go out in public and look a certain way and, you know, laugh and do all the things that I preach to other people to do. But at home, it wasn't that way because I was under the pressure of maintaining this illusion. Yes that doesn't exist. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as in, in that process, I didn't know who I was. You can ask me a simple question about what was my favorite color. And because I wasn't in that thinking mode, it's like, you're asking me an SAT question (laughs) or one of these standardized tests. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so people are like, I just was asking what your favorite color. And you're well, why are you asking me that? Well, what what do you mean by my favorite color? Uh, What are you trying to get at? You know what I mean? It's like you were defensive. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to get back to recognizing what that voice is telling us. Don't push it down, you know, begin to write and journal from that voice until it gets stronger, until you get more confident. You know, what are you trying to tell yourself, you know, in the morning, if you are up at night, you know, normally we're like, man, I can't sleep. We're turning on the TV for them to tell us a vision, right? That's where you get television from. So what, what do you need to tell yourself? What, it, what are you trying to communicate to yourself, you know? And so this is the opportunity for us to start writing. You know, yeah. you might have yeah. the world's best novel, you know, look at uh, J.K. Rowling, yes. right? You might have that in the middle of the night trying to come out of you, but we're continuing to bury it through TV, through yeah. calling a friend or following this influencer and that instead of really diving deep into who we are. Right. And, you know, it's the one of the things uh, 
um, I grew up never being enough for anybody else because they all wanted me to be someone else. And it took me a very long time for me just to be Sarah, just Sarah, without any apology. Um, I'm enough in my own life. I'm enriched and abundant in what I do and who I am in my own life. If I'm not enough for you, fair enough, move on. So move true. On. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we got to build that confidence. Yes. yes. You know, we got to build that confidence. you stop living for everybody else and the illusion of you and you start really being enough for who you are and what you're doing. I don't have a fancy site, as you know. I was right. trying to change it at the beginning of the year and then it didn't work out because they couldn't actually take all my 2,700 shows and move them over properly. So, right. you know, my site is the old fashioned template, but it works. It works. You can navigate yeah. it. You can see it. You can, it is a representation of me. I'm a plotter. I'm going to give you two or three shows every week of wonderful wisdom coming from the people that have journeyed in life. And I'm going to do it from, from my heart because I love doing it and I love bringing you these people. If it's enough for you, it's enough. If it's not enough for you, there's somebody else. I'm not going to be offended. So true. Yeah. You know, and I would hear people do that in those presentations and it used to make me cringe. It's like, but I want everybody to like me. I feel like I have a message for everybody. And now it's like, hey, yes. you know what? No hard feeling. Exactly. Okay? I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm somebody's strong cup of hey. black coffee. You know, and that's yes. And that's yeah. the thing. When you take out the, I'm not going to be offended if you like me or not. When you right. step out of that, I need everyone to like me to justify me. You know, and when you let that go, oh my God, what a burden. What a burden it's you've just good. let go of, right? A game changer. A game yes. changer for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, you've got a lot on your plate. You know, what you call stepping back <laughs> is somebody else's marathon. So, um, you know, what is, you're doing a, a comic book, which sounds absolutely cool. What is, what is that about? Yeah. So, you know, all through podcasting, right? So I had a guest who was in a Facebook group. I was in the group because I've always had this aspiration to have a coloring book. Mm -hmm. My kids and I, we used to do um, a lot of um, awareness that we would raise in the month of, month of October for um, Children's Hospital of Atlanta for children's cancer because my dad passed away, my stepdad, but he was the dad that basically mm -hmm. raised me. Um, he passed away of lung cancer. So in order to continue to bridge that gap, raise awareness for my kids, it's like, how can we have a thing of hope and spread awareness for cancer, but in something that I can include them with? So that's how we got with Children's Hospital of Atlanta and doing it with children's cancer. But I always wanted to have a coloring book yeah. to kind of share. And um, this Facebook group was a comic book. And I thought, you know, somebody invited me, went ahead and did it had her come on the show. And as we got to talking, she was like, she really enjoyed the interview. And she said, you really need to meet our thought leader who was behind this group because it's all about, it's an educational undertone. Mm -hmm. They want to have a creative way of teaching kids in the future. So I said, absolutely. She connected us and uh, the lady wanted me to be an influencer in the comic book. Janelle Garner, I want to say names because we want to give people shout outs, but 
she asked me to be an influencer and I said, absolutely. I thought this is great. So I'm thinking the comic book, you know, this is fun. Now they have the comic book is going to turn into a cartoon. They've got a cartoon network. Mm, They have the trading cards, like the little Pokemon and all that kind of stuff. They have that. They're going to have other products that they're going to sell through this all from saying yes. So I want to say for people, they didn't ask me to change, Mm -hmm. to do anything different than what I normally do. They just wanted my persona of what I do to be a part of their vision. And this is one of the things that I really want to tell people is when you know who you are, people just want you to show up as yourself. Yes. That's your contribution to the feast, right? Yes. Yes. Show up as you. Yeah. They don't want me to pretend to be Oprah or, right. you know, somebody else out there. They just want me to be me, a part of their project. Right. And this is, this is what you'll find when you get comfortable with who you are, people are going to recognize that light and that's going to attract them to you. So you don't have to go on this journey of pretending to be somebody else. And be willing to explore be willing to say yes if it's not for you then you know thank you very much no Mm -hmm. um you don't know where it's going to go we've got to be you know explorers in our life wanderers you know it's i'm 66 i'm doing this i'm about to plan you know the, the next phase with the books i have no idea what the future is going to be i'm just plodding along doing this and doing that and participating and recently I said yes to a, a summit. As somebody, I'd done this wonderful series, Let's Get Sync series, which was about the emotional climate change or before climate change. All the people that are making a difference in the world with changing and shifting those perspectives. And she asked me to be a part of this summit. I said, yes, I sent in my thing. And when I look at the notice, some of the likes of Deepak Chakra, you know, Jane Goodhall, the Laszlo Buddhist Foundation and numerous other people. And I, I'm extremely honored that my voice was enough to join this group, which is really, really nice. And if I had said no or, you know, cross-examined or this or that, I felt privileged to be asked and to be able to contribute. And it wasn't even knowing what I was doing. I just did it. And that's the thing is just go out and do it. Just go out and explore. Just go out and say yes to some things. If it doesn't work out, fine, you walk away. If it does work out, boy, look what it can open up, what doors it can open up for you. So true. And I mean, how many times would we have talked ourselves out of that experience? Because if, it, if they had told you about all these other guests, you'd be like, wow, now you're stressed out. Yes. What's your message going to be? Yeah. You have to do a better message because you're in the company of these professionals. Yes. And you would not have even shown up. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the thing is that Stop measuring yourself to other people. Be enough in your own life. Be willing to explore, to try new things. Don't forget to pace yourself. Don't forget to have the balance and equilibrium with everything else in your life. And you don't have to reach the finish line. It's a question of starting and just the first first phase, second phase, third phase. Let it take you where it needs to take you. I'm a big, huge advocate of allow. Allow participate, be integrative and allow, and it will take you to where you're meant to be. I 
another thing I want to say, just this came to me too while you were talking is, you know, most of these platforms, when you do do these collaborations with these summit, like, you know, you said with Deepak Chakra, right. um, you could take that image and reach out to those different individuals. And if they do have a VA, yeah, that VA is going to say, oh, this isn't just some random person. Mm-hmm. This is Sarah, who is a part of his circle because yeah. they were in the summit together. And so it can open the door for you to get past the gatekeeper. <laughs> the list is there. I've already marked down the few people I want to interview, plus quite a number of people that were up there I have already interviewed as well. But right. yeah, yeah, there was, uh, there was already, oh, that person, that person, that person, and that's... <laughs> The summit was over on Sunday and I thought I'll wait for it to be over. There's a couple of people I hadn't yet listened to because they, each one of them were four or seven hours. You can still listen to them. In fact, I'm going to be putting up a blog, showing the videos, showing it. it was a source yes. of wonder. And it's uh, really some of the speakers. Plus there were some performances um, and just some wonderful things happening there. Alison Gold, um, Goldwyn, she'd been wanting to do this of put an event that was global that invited the whole world. And uh, she couldn't do it physically. So last time I spoke to her, I said, well, do it virtually, darling. That way it goes on and on and on. And she's done it. And it's uh, this wonderful summit of all these wonderful speakers and contributing and performances and enlightenment. It, it really is wonderful. So I'm going to put it up so that people can, can listen to it again because it's um, very worth listening to. Yes, and I appreciate you sending me that link because I was able to sign up. I have not listened to a lot of the things, but I would encourage people to do that. Take that time, you know, be intentional. Even if it's, you know, take notes. This is the thing. We just are so busy with hearing a great message from somebody, but we don't figure out how we can implement this in our own life. Yeah. So we have to take notes so that we can get that impact. We always wonder, wow, somebody's talking about Tony Robbins and how they got inspired. Well, they got inspired because they listened to take notes to figure out how they can implement it to get the results so they can go and testify about it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, somebody will say something. Oh, that's profound. Just write it down. You don't have to write down every single word they say, just the statement that they say. Right. And you write it down and go, oh, that had an impact. I'm going to come back and visit that later. Right. You know, but I always say to people, the answers are all out there. A million podcasts. I've got twenty seven hundred of them. This is your second one with me. With this kind of wisdom and knowledge that's being shared. That's why I call it the orchard of wisdom ready for clicking right yes you know just just pick from the tree of wisdom take a bite you have no idea how you could listen to an hour or in our case an hour and a half going to do hours (laughs) (laughs) because we get going um you can listen to it and maybe there's only one thing that had an impact on you but that's one thing that's to shift you in a different direction for the good all right so it's be willing to listen, be willing to learn, be willing to look outside of the box and see that there are other ways of learning, um, being inspired, being invited, and people sharing skills and tools with you that you can apply to your own life. So it's very, very important. So how do people listen to your podcast? Uh, I am on uh, the Anchor platform, but also iTunes, Stitcher, every place where you have the podcast I'm on. Um, also I have a YouTube channel, 
So for some of the podcasts that are on the audio version, there's also the video side that's through YouTube. And you can find all those through America Supermom. Okay. And what is the mm -hmm. actual Anchor One called? Unlock Your Superpower with America Supermom. Everybody needs to unlock that superpower, right? It's in them. It's in Absolutely. them. It's begging to come out. Don't compare yes. yourself to somebody else's superpower. The superpower that you were given is important. One of the most important people in any industry, in any corporate business is the janitor. If you walk into that business and it's dirty, why do you want to do business with anyone? If it's clean and it's welcoming, you're going to go, this is well run and you want to speak to the CEO. So never underestimate your contribution, big or small. It's just as important. Oh, true. I love that. That was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And your side again really is? I enjoyed this time. This is oh, yeah. Now. This is, I always enjoy my time with you. <laughs> always. It's wonderful. Um, you're not just a super mum, you're a superwoman. You really are. And you're so giving and you're so sharing and mm -hmm. you're so loving. And it always comes across, you're, you know, your love of who you are, what you stand for always exudes out. It, pre oh. it precedes you. And, and thank you for that love. Thank you for, oh. for letting me be part of your circle. You are so welcome. And this crown is going to fall off my head because it's going to swell. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, babe. It's okay. Let it swell a bit. <laughs> be proud of who you are you've worked for it well thank you so much yes well I really have enjoyed this and like I said I stay really close to you I love your thank presence you. and poise and just how comfortable you've made me feel ever since we have come together and just the ability to be transparent. You know, I don't think you can always have these connections mm -hmm. with everybody because, you know, I feel like some people don't see you, Right. you know, it's yeah. like a superficial thing, Yeah. but I really appreciate, you know, you um, having me in your fold and I am always here to learn from you and willing to support you on all that you do. Oh, right back at you, darling. Right back at you. And yes, I want you to be a part of the Forgotten Children series book. We will talk about that um, because I know you have a great deal to contribute right there. And we need to invest in our children, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So your site again? It is, uh, they can look me up through every social media under America Supermom. Okay. So that'll make it simple for them to remember that. Right. And um you know, just again, I just encourage people as we approach 2021, you know, take out a piece of paper and think about what do you want for mm -hmm. 2021, you know, and don't be shy about it. Write it right. down, however crazy it may seem or whatever, because it is the fuel that's going to light you up as you approach every day from this point forward. And begin to use that fuel as your guide mm. to have the life that you desire because it is possible. You know, just connect and continue to uh, get comfortable with what that intuitive voice is inside you and connect with people that appreciate it. You know, if something uh, just intrigues you, stop. You know, uh, I call it stop the scroll. Someone had said that to me one time. You know, you can get on Facebook or whatever, and you can be scrolling. But these things that make you stop, yes. stop.
stop and really examine what is it about this that made me stop? Start asking yourself questions rather than telling yourself stuff. Right. We tell ourselves you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to listen. Start asking, what message do you want to share? You know, how can you help people? What difference can you make? You know, these things will begin to put you on a totally different playing field. Yes. So be comfortable with who you are and listen to that intuition. And, you know, making that plan for 2021 mm-hmm. is, is seeding the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Now nurture them, now water them, but allow them to grow as they are meant to grow. Don't demand how they grow or when they should be picked. Just water and nurture those seeds, those dreams for 2021 and allow them to grow. They will come to fruition when they're meant to, right? Wonderful. There you go with that wisdom. I tell you, if I had (laughs) known that how many years ago? (laughs) There's some benefits to getting old. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that whole thing, hindsight is yes. I mean, that's where we get our genius from. But I think, you know, it's so profound how we want to forget the lessons. This is why common sense is not so common. Right. Right. When we have an experience that will teach us something, we dive into denial Mm. to burying it and forgetting it. And the thing, the lesson that was there to teach us gets buried with that. So this is why we don't have anything to share with others. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's a disservice to yourself and to everyone else around you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love you. Love you too. You are a beautiful soul. (laughs) I love who you are and what you do. And please, folks, go and listen to her her podcast. She interviews some wonderful people. I can't wait for when the comic book comes out. Let me know. Yes. Okay. Because I want to have you come back and share all about that. But just keep on glowing, my love. You're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Until next time, folks, remember, in order to get into that beautiful glow and that wonderful heart, you've got to be winning to take the journey and go through the process in your own self-discovery, in allowing life to happen to you, but also in seeding the possibilities for tomorrow. Make sure you water them, make sure you nurture them, and make sure that you allow them to grow in the time they're meant to grow. Just walk forward, folks. Walk forward. Leave the crap behind. Walk forward. Until next time, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.